everyone. Welcome to One More Prime, the Transformers Watch Along. I am Mike Schwartz, just now realizing that this episode will go up on Thanksgiving. I guess that won't disrupt our 14% German listening audience, uh, in which case we hope you have a joyous... Dagentadankfest. Uh, except that was back in October. Oh well. I am joined by my kids, Emmett and Elsa. Hello. Hi. Who will soon attempt a Thanksgiving-themed flavor in their new ice cream maker. Uh, did we settle on if we're adding chunks of turkey or not? No. We are watching The Search for Alpha Tryon, episode 32 of season 2. Today's guest is Carlisle Wilson. Carlisle is an animation director for Icon Creative. Carlisle has worked on such shows as the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Dragon Prince, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and the brand new Transformers show, Transformers Earthspark, available now on Paramount+. This is not a paid ad. As of this recording, we have watched the premiere episode, also available on YouTube, and we enjoyed it very much. Right, kids? Yes. Yes, we did. The action is exciting, the nods to G1 are very clever, and it's got something for everyone. I think younger kids are going to love it, and their parents are going to love explaining all the Easter eggs. Kids, we're going to have to sit down and watch the rest of the season, but first, let's watch this classic episode. Written by Beth Bornstein and airing on November 12th, 1985, this is The Search for Alpha Tryon. All right, everybody. Uh, joining us this week is Carlisle Wilson. Carlisle, thank you for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. So you are an animation director. Um, you work for Icon Creative, and you've you've uh, you're working on uh, Transformers Earthspark. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at Icon, um, I'm one of five animation directors working on uh, Earthspark. And uh, so we are icons doing uh, pretty much the whole show other than um, so. So kind of, I guess, how it works. Icon is working with Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon does the scripts. I think they do the designs as well. Animatics. They send that to Icon and then we build the show. So Icon's doing everything from building the assets all the way through to rendering. And then we send it back, and Nickelodeon finishes the show. They'll do their color correction and um, any audio stuff, uh, all that kind of finalizing. Mm-hmm. So we kind of Icon does sort of the 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 bulk of the show. Um, total, I think I've I've got six episodes uh, across the whole um, season, and then yeah, there's four other directors, and and so we. Uh, or sort of scheduled through episodes um, for about, about a year and a half, I think. Oh wow! On the show, yeah, no, yeah, it looks design. really cool. I gotta be. I'm trying to like compartmentalize, <laughs> being careful of what I say. Since it's not oh, sure, no problem. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, yeah, if I'm humming for a minute, I'm trying to decide uh, just if there's ways to word things and being careful of what I reveal because I, I think there's a lot of the show that hasn't been revealed yet. Um, mm-hmm. and so, but, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's very fun. It's very, uh, it's very thoughtful. It's very character driven. Um, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's got a lot of soul. There's a lot of, um, you know, that classic cinematic Spielberg kind of vibe to it, um, in the tone and in the, you know, the sincerity of the characters. So it's been really fun to work on that in addition to you know transformers um but getting to do something and and work with you know acting and characters and story that has a lot of uh genuine sincerity i can see just from the trailers even the way that characters transform you've added some personality you know some of them kind of spin very enthusiastically and then i think it's wheeljack he just kind of like almost like lays down into his car form that's exactly that, what he does oh i know but it's i saw that it's like oh that looks so great <laughs> yeah that was very fun uh our supervisor um jake he's so he's he's kind of the overseer of all the directors and he's the conduit between uh nickelodeon and animation 
and so that, that was a big thing for him was he really a wanted some personality in these transformations. Um, and he wanted simplicity too, that it didn't look like a tornado of, um, you know, of parts. They wanted, Amen. To be, um, you know, that you could read it. Uh, sure. Obviously we got to cheat and be sneaky and sometimes, and you know, um, it's quite a lot of work doing the transformations, but, uh, that was a big thing for him is he really wanted it to be, uh, you know, it, it, it looked like it was transforming, not a big whirlwind of, of kind of things changing or, uh, or that there was a robot inside of the vehicle. He didn't want it to feel like they were, you know, kind of coming outside of a, a shell. He wanted to really feel like this is changing and, and mm-hmm. see all parts move and stuff. And yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, not not to criticize, but the, the last time we saw Transformers uh, animated was in the, the Netflix shows. And it was it was kind of obvious that they they didn't really show transformations on screen. Oh, okay. it, would, it would be like, you know, a, a gust of dust would, would cover them and then they'd be the next form or there'd be like a the camera would whip around and whip back and they'd be in their other mode. It's it's a that's like a, a primary characteristic of a Transformers show. And with even what we've seen with Earthspark, it's like you, you always want to put personality into your show and into your characters and to kind of forfeit that you, you kind of lose the emotion that it looks like you're going for in earth sparks. So to, to always, to see what we've seen so far, um, I thought it was really cool that, that there's, um, you know, the, the attention to detail to the characters and, and to the, the transformations. It's very cool. So, um, yeah, uh, before we get going, you know, it tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? But what cartoons, uh, did you grow up watching? <laughs> Um, well, I, I, so I'm in Canada, uh, currently am and have always been there. Um, I was born in Ontario and then I moved to Vancouver. Uh, so the other side of Canada moved to the West coast when I was like two. So I've pretty much grown up, um, in, in, on the, uh, West coast side. Uh, I grew up a little bit, I live in Vancouver now. But I grew mm-hmm. up kind of in a town, maybe an hour away, um, called Maple Ridge. So I grew up there and then moved to Vancouver, uh, essentially when I started working. Um, went to school in North Vancouver, uh, uh, Capilano. Two years of 2D animation. So it was all on paper. I, uh, okay. I'm very happy that I got to learn animation traditionally. Um, so sure. two years of drawing on paper, flipping the paper and shooting your frames and watching them, you know, playing them back after. So um, it was uh, kind of on the tail end of this, you know, of, of doing it that way. You kind of uh, carry those fundamentals into 3D animation? I definitely see animation from, you know, the um, learning it through paper, through drawings and poses and timing and stuff like that. I see it that way. There was a bunch of other programs in the school, too, that are in the... In the um, in the program that was great we would do character design um we would do environments uh we had animation history class so mm. we had a class where we sat for an hour every week and and watch old cartoons and had to write tests on them oh uh, <laughs> yeah all the way back to like felix the cat stuff and yeah uh, the original superman cartoons oh, uh, yes you know there's glacier stuff yeah, Wait, we, we just found on HBO Max, they added uh, like, I think it's there were two old documentaries. That I believe they were made in the 80s, but one was uh, like it was called like pre Mickey Mouse animation. Mm-hmm. And then one was also uh, like animation in the year 1926 or something. So it's like a just hour long. And we already watched one of them of. Nice. Yeah, just like uh, Gertie the Dinosaur and kind of uh, Crazy Cat and. Yeah, uh, the very first Felix cartoons. Yeah, I remember Gertie. Uh, that was on a test for sure. Yeah, that's what the class was. Is it kind of took you through uh, kind of the beginning of animation, especially on the West. It sort of focused more on animation on the West um, more than uh, other parts of the world. But, mm. but um, yeah, going in, going through all the Looney Tunes, the Termite Terrace, like 
there it kind of all, all of that um, yeah it's really fun that sounds so fun <laughs> so i did that that was my three years of school and then um and then so i was looking you know looking to get work and and that um a, a friend of mine they were talking to a studio a 2d studio um and i had done 3d so at first i was like well i mean I think I want to go into 3D, but ultimately I want to work. So I kind of, <laughs> well, let's sure, let's do it. So I tried a test there and I, I think I didn't get the first test. And then they were uh, getting interviewed for My Little Pony, the season one, um, the new one. It's not new. The now, Friendship but, is Magic? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they were crewing up for that. And that, and then so it was like, hey, do you want, would you be interested in this? And you know, my initial reaction was like, oh, My Little Pony. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I just—it's just that I didn't see that was that was what was going to be my first job. So, uh, but again, I wanted to work. So, sure, let's do it. Uh, so I, I did that, and it was awesome. Like, crew was was a blast. Like, the show was really great. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, so my first job—that was my first job in the industry—was doing layout on My Little Ponies. And then from there, I went to um, Bardell. And then from there, I went back to My Little Pony Season 2. They were crewing up. That kind of worked nicely. Um, I think Bardell, I don't know if they quite had work lined up right after. So went went back to the other studio. Did season 2 of My Little Pony. Um, that's where I discovered My Little Pony. I had a huge fan base. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that show surprisingly, there's yeah. a lot of people that like it. Yeah, I think even some of the um, some of the uh, the other animators were were getting like marriage proposals from some of like the diehard fans. <laughs> oh wow! It was quite um, a difference. Season one was like just you know we, we were just making this show, and then season two was like, oh, this has a huge fan base now. It's interesting um, coming back to season two and and kind of discovering that. Um, but uh, yeah, did that, and so that was another six months or so, and then I got a call back from Bardell, from the same guy who hired me for uh, Planet Sheen, and he asked me if I wanted to work on Ninja Turtles. And oh, this is the 2012 yeah. Nickelodeon one. Yeah. Oh, that, that looked good. We so, we watched season one, like that. That was kind of our uh, like dinner time show for a while, and every, something else came up. But yeah, I really love that show. Th- that that show seems pretty influential in how um uh like elements are animated in current mm-hmm. shows even with earthspark in the trailer like the the clouds and the dust are more 2d flat yeah. like like more stylized elements uh, and that's something I, I remember was implemented a lot in uh, the ninja turtle show yeah so turtles um that on turtles all the 2d stuff was often done by animation. So we would have assets that would be like tears or, you know, a little card yeah. animate, or we'd swap their eyes out. We'd put cards on their eyes for like those, those more anime kind of expressive mm-hmm. stuff. Um, whereas earth spark, the, all of the 2d stuff is done by a, a 2d team. So that's done. And so it's, uh, I think, Visually, it's basically all effects on Earthspark are are two D animated. So that that's uh, actually drawn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Um, one of the the super the FX supervisor. Uh, I've worked with him before on um, previous shows. He he was uh, worked with him on Dragon Prince, and the effects. He's it's just gorgeous. So it was it was so cool that he was on this show and. Uh, I mean, you know, you see it on screen. It's just like beautiful 2D effects. Yeah, it seems it seems to give it life because like we we saw that in Spider-Verse and in the Arcane show, uh, just a, another layer of life and, and energy to it. Yeah. And effects, it's like it's it's hard to do graphic like artistic effects in 3D. It's it's, it's not that it can't be done. It's that, you know, production wise, uh, budget wise. It, it's a lot it's of easier work. to draw it <laughs> yeah i think in in terms of getting that aesthetic um i that's you know i think features have a little bit more room to to get their 
three the 3D effects kind of looking more stylized and and you know artistically crafted. Um, so for for something like Earthspark, just yeah, going 2D I think was was a very uh, very good call. I did I, I worked on Turtles for all five seasons, uh, so I did oh, wow. I was on the show from beginning to end. Um, so that was yeah December or January 2012 was when I started on Turtles. Uh, I started as an animator. So this is kind of going to begin my change to becoming a director because I finished the show as an episodic director. Okay. And so Turtles was a huge growth in my career and that, you know, um, I, I think it was five seasons, but I think it was maybe like six years or, or so. But uh, yeah, so season one, I, I came on as an animator and then season two, Bardell got more of the show. I think I think the season one, Bardell did a third of it. And then season two, um, they went with half. So Bardell did half the show. Uh, another studio, I think overseas, did the other half. So they needed to make their crew bigger. Um, so I was asked to be a lead uh, and run one of the teams. And, and so there, a lead runs a team of eight. And then there's the... Um, the creative director on the on Bardell's side who would be reviewing, you know, the work that I approve. So, yeah, so that was really crazy. Uh, you know, me uh, as an animator and, you know, getting to move up to a lead, that was a pretty daunting. Um, just, you know, are people going to listen to me? It's, it was weird to think I'm, I'm now having to, uh, you know, manage people, uh, and hopefully they listen to me and hopefully they, you know, what do they do? If, what do I do if they say no? Yeah. <laughs> it's such like a stressful thing. It's like, what if they just say no? I don't know how to deal with that. And then season five came and the studio got the whole show. So Nickelodeon gave Bardell all, I think it was a little shorter. Um, it was 20 episodes, but they gave Bardell the whole thing. So we had to double our crew. And that was pretty crazy. Like, all right, we have to hire basically another, uh, like, 40, 50 animators. Uh, and then we need another director because now we need we basically need a second unit. Um, so that's where, you know, I've, I was, uh, they were happy with my work on the show and, you know, my growth on the show. So they asked me if, if I was interested in that. So that was my first time, yeah, stepping up. So, yeah, that was Turtles. That was such a big part of my, my life. And, you know, like, if we touch back on on the shows that i watched like turtles i was the turtles kid uh you know i was the i was the age that that the 80s cartoon was targeting. Oh, yeah. uh i was right in that demographic of like toys and turtles and yeah so i i may have dressed up uh, as a turtle for halloween once or twice who would you dress up as I think it was a generic turtles costume, but so, I, I, I think yellow. So the bandana was yellow. No, I no, I think well, because I mean, in the original, they all had red, but I think I may have had a katana because I, I was a so, Leo guy. Um, Growing up, did you did you watch Transformers? Uh, a, a, any of the shows? I my so my Transformers probably fandom would be Beast Wars. Okay. Oh, we all love okay. Now you're speaking yeah. our language. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> okay, never really watched, I never really watched the cartoon. Uh, that's where I, I think Turtles was kind of my, that's the corner I was hanging out in uh, when I was that age. But a little bit later, yeah, Beast Wars on YTV, that was definitely. Uh, yes. I, I draw pictures of Rat Trap all the time. And, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I used to love drawing those guys, and I had the toys, you know, the uh, Megatron, um, T Rex, and stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, that was my <laughs> definitely that was my Transformers kind of uh, era for me. Dad still has them. We're looking <laughs> yeah. at them right now. Oh well, yeah, the Kingdom versions, but yeah, Beast Wars Megatron so cool. is never too far from my side. I, that he's one of my favorite characters ever. Uh, so at Bardell, they were starting to gear up on Dragon Prince, uh, working with Giancarlo, Volpe, if you ever heard of him. He's, he's, oh, he's yeah. Um, um, he did the Green Lantern show, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, yep. He worked on King of the Hill, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. You did yes. what? 
Yeah, uh, he was like, I, I'm so thankful I got to work with him. It was such a blast. Uh, he's such a uh, creative, like amazing person to work with. So that was really fun. Um, so I, I did three seasons of that. Um, and then from there, I did a little bit of, uh, I did a bit of 2D just kind of in between um, projects there, worked on the Battletoads, the video game. <laughs> okay, I, I was scrolling through your Twitter before uh, the episode, and I saw Battletoads. I was like, "Yeah, I what? was not aware of this." Uh, yeah, so, yeah it was on like a game. Yeah, so they they did a new, you know, like a new side scroller Battletoads, and Bardell did the cutscenes for it. So two D Bardell does a lot of two D stuff. My supervisor from Transformers, uh, Earthspark was running this show so we had a bit of a downtime and he's like hey do you want to you want to learn harmony and animate 2d it's like sure uh-huh. always you know i haven't done 2d really since my little pony um but uh i've always wanted to learn harmony uh that's like a another 2d program okay um and so it's like yeah sure let's do it so i got to do like a i think a little sequence maybe two uh for that that was super fun getting to draw and and kind of go back to like you know uh, if i can draw it i can i can animate it that's kind of the you know mm-hmm. 3d there's so much work there's like it's you know it's so many departments to create something something fun about 2d it's like if you can draw the cape they get a cape uh right in 3d it's like i need to model it texture it bring it um all this stuff yeah. so uh must that be one. nice to have more kind of um, instant gratification with with two D drawing. Just just go. Yeah, that that was the end of my time at Bardell, and then that's when I went to uh, Icon for Earthspark. So talking with so this is your first project with Icon is Earthspark? yeah yeah yeah. So I've only been there. I guess when did I start? May twenty twenty one. And yeah, Earthspark's been a blast. Um, and and so hey, we can kind of tie all this up. Um, so Ciro and uh, Ant Ward is is one of the um, producers, um, showrunner on Earthspark, and they he was uh, on Turtles. So I had five years of Turtles working with him uh, and and Ciro at Nickelodeon come over to this show and those guys are, are running it on Nickelodeon side. So I was like, Hey, I see you. How's it going guys? Yeah. <laughs> That's my, uh, career. And, uh, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the episode. This is the search for alpha Tryon. Uh, this is written by Beth Bornstein who, who kids, we, we first, uh, saw her name. She wrote child's play. So, Hmm. which was an interesting episode, but this one, I, I, I think is, I really is, um, like this episode. It's yeah. Fun. This is a, a toy produced episode and it shows because it has, um, uh, we'll, 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 we'll not bury the lead. This has uh, a lot of new characters with the, the female Autobots who, this is the first time we've seen them. And this is the only time we'll see them, <laughs> uh, save for Alita one in, in the show. And, um just up front they are very cool looking and yes. very complicated models designers uh, like moon racer the designers went to town on this episode including alpha trion <laughs> oh yeah yes like just looking at at the designs you know they have these uh really cool collars kind of built into their 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 around their necks and they all have uh, very uh, different kind of headgear helmet configurations they have you know, just lots of lines. They so, have different alt modes. Power of the primes. Looking at you. Oh, oh, you mean like the toys? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they did not produce toys of these characters until maybe mid late two thousand tens, and and they were all remolds. Emmett's a toy expert, so yeah. The Power of the Primes was a series that was like the wrap up for this trilogy. Just like the more modern kingdom, it was like okay, we got some new molds, but we can just use some retools of previous figures well they created a new mold but then they re-released it with different heads and colors yeah so the female autobots were kind of the same toy right mm-hmm. except for alita one she was a uh jet 
and was the center of a combiner. So so with this episode, we begin on Cybertron and we meet these characters right away. So this is uh, Chromia, Moonracer and Firestar. I love Moonracer. This, this is the main three. And back at the base, there are two others named Greenlight and Lancer. I always forget Lancer. Right. Lancer it, and Firestar. Names? They don't say their names Greenlight. in the episode. Uh, oh, they, not they, Lancer and Greenlight, but the first three that we see, their names are mentioned. They were oh. named later on, yeah. So um, RC is not in this group? Yeah, I, no. and I always forget that. I was just like, I thought she was, because like, RC is like the most popular, obviously. Right. Nope, movie. Yeah, she was not introduced until the movie. Oh, I, And I then she would carry on into season three, right? Yes. Yeah, but she's and like headmasters. The, mm-hmm. She's like the most popular one, even though she's not the first. It's Chromia. Right. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, Chromia's gotten a lot of love, too. I love her, too. <laughs> I love them all. I think these characters were fleshed out a lot in the IDW comics recently. Um, when they introduced Windblade, I think they kind of that kind of helped them bring a lot of the other female characters in there and, and really uh, flesh out their characters. Just- but. The, Tie the, it up. It's not balanced at all, but yeah. Uh, but but the the cool thing about this is that they're breaking into Shockwave, Shockwave's lab, and it, this is kind of an angle that we don't see very often. Is like back on Cybertron that there seems to be like this underground resistance led by Alita One, and this is kind of the first time we've seen this in this show. You know, it's it's usually Earthbound. Megatron's trying to steal oil or you know some the sun, the, the sun you know he, he's always trying to um device of the week to steal energy so he can bring yeah. it back to cybertron it's and, pretty much and win the war the but this is the first time where we see no humans in this entire episode and this is all pretty much on cybertron and and the uh the, the war uh continues on but more covertly i guess so Which is very cool. very cool tone i guess that this yeah. episode has they break into shockwave's lab and they steal a bunch of energon Moonracer. Moonracer yeah. gets caught in a cube it's a trap set by shockwave and i love her because she's the clumsy one and she always admits it she's <laughs> right. like i'm so sorry that was all my fault you can totally be upset with me and then I- they're just like no Moonracer, you're fine it mm-hmm. seems like the no offense, but it seems like the ter- stereotypical girl character that that's in the '80s shows. But I still like her. But it's played in a way that is not too stereotypical. Yeah, I was I was worried about that with this with this episode. But they're they're very cool and proactive and assertive. Yeah. Um, you know, as we watch these '80s cartoons, uh, sometimes. Um, stereotypes creep in <laughs> but um if if anything the stereotypes are delivered mostly from the decepticons which i think is kind of character appropriate uh, well, well shockwave yeah the, you female, female. <laughs> <laughs> well also I it's interesting extinct <laughs> that's what i was gonna say it's interesting because they they thought that all of the female automats were extinct but yeah, no, no. <laughs> so from Shockwave thinking they're extinct to having a, an Energon cube thrown at him and they escape. I mean, he has a pretty awesome line. Such heroic nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they escape with the Energon cubes and Shockwave sends out a Sentinel, which kind of looks like a, a big refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> they Well, they, they blow it up quite easily. Uh, but this leads Shockwave to find out the secret base. Oh. <gasps> I like how Megatron is mostly on on the on the monitors in this episode. <laughs> uh, Shockwave keeps him informed that uh, they may have found the secret Resistance base, and Megatron's like, "Oh, cool! We're gonna send a bunch of Decepticons to to Cybertron and uh, help um, root them out." So, yeah, Carla, um, are you are you familiar with like the the space bridge technology in this show? Not much. I and and like this is probably the if not the first very few that full Transformers episode uh, of the like the original stuff that I've sat and watched. 
So okay. it's interesting for me to that this is the episode uh, since there's so yeah it's sort of very different. Things, I'm like oh even as I'm watching it I'm like are they on like you know seeing Cybertron and stuff and um, and yeah even you're pointing out there's no humans in this so it's yeah interesting to, um, to kind of pop in on an episode that's so uh, unique. Exactly. Yes. So, so yeah, um, me in on the on the space. I mean, I know you know some of it from uh, having worked on uh, working on uh, Earthspark. Uh, oh, some of the technology. Okay. But um, but yeah, filling in. Well, the space bridge is uh, a, a proprietary piece of technology from the Decepticons. Uh, they it basically uh, allows uh, anybody to travel back to Cybertron, and we have or in different planets, as we saw in Child's Play. Sometimes it can lead them to uh, go off to another planet, but it's usually uh, the Decepticons on Earth's way of delivering Energon to Cybertron. To kind of fuel their army to kind of end the war. And there's only one on Earth. Uh, they can build them. Build a lot of them. That just kind of works. Yeah, the the space bridges tend to get blown up, but then there, another one appears. Uh, in one episode, they build it in the middle of a baseball stadium while like the entire crowd and baseball teams are ready to play. They just noticed that there was a space bridge built uh, in the outfield. We respectfully <laughs> ask you to play ball. Yeah. Uh, so it, I, I think it's a good way for the show to not be so earthbound. And if they need to get to Cybertron uh, right. to, to go retrieve something that will solve the thing back on Earth, they have done that from time to time. And so the Decepticons are guarding it like they would not want the Autobots to use it, right? No, yeah. if if the Autobots get in there, they kind of sneak their way in or through an accident. Yeah, in, in this case, uh, Megatron is sending some troops from Earth to Cybertron to to help um, uh, find the female base and put an end to it once and for all. Right. OK. But inside the Autobot base, we see Alita one uh, kind of the leader of the resistance, and she uh, she makes contact with Alpha Trion. Who, this is, is the first time seeing nose. him too. Yeah. Yeah, I just noticed that he's like a actually have. Huh. He, he has, has a, a human, human nose. nose. Is this now? I know there there are. Further down the line, we see Transformers with facial hair, but I believe this is the first one we've seen in the show. Yep. Sequentially. Yep. And in a and in a flashback, he has a uh, shorter facial hair. Mm-hmm. This is the first time seeing Alpha Trion. He's kind of like the 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 wise Autobot. Uh, he warns Alita One not to use her special power What's under any circumstance. Power? Yes, they just refer to it as their special power. What's your special power? We, we oh we will see her special power <laughs> later in the episode. And this is the first Wait. time that's introduced too. Is that right? oh yes right? This is all mm-hmm. new uh, story. Just just kind of getting dropped, right? Yep. 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 Oh, I just noticed this. That one blue and yellow. Uh, yeah. Lancer. Lancer. She looks like Black Arachnia. Oh, yeah, she does have the color Hmm. scheme of the uh, transmetal Black Arachnia. Yes, transmetal, I mean. Well, speaking (laughs) of special powers, uh, Rumble uses his special power to to create an earthquake uh, right above the, the, the Autobot base. Oh, no. That it's a Cybertron quake, not an earthquake. Okay, thank you. thank you. And <laughs> that leads quake. us that leads us to commercial one as uh, the base is being destroyed. Classically retro. I love it. <laughs> just the the voice of the commercial breaks, the music. It, oh yeah. It's just like yes. I don't know. It just feels so <laughs> delightfully just like retro. <laughs> When we started doing the show, we were watching the episodes on Tubi and they did not have the commercial bumpers. Oh. And then when uh, Hasbro uploaded the entire show onto YouTube, we, we were watching it. And when I first saw those commercials, like I like transported back in time, like, oh, <gasps> I remember these. <laughs> and then a minute I, oh, these are really cool. Oh, yeah. These are cool. I think this one, the, was it the first one has Grimlock? 
on when it comes back. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. It's uh, the first one's Omega Supreme, and coming back is Dinobot. Uh, <laughs> Dinobot. <laughs> I got not. Beast Wars on the brain. Oh, wow. We have Grimlock. I love the the sequence transitions too. Just uh, again, it just adds. It, it's all just that. Yeah, retro. Just the the spinning icon that flips and. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, if you can't say. You you don't have to, but do we see anything like that in Earthspark? <laughs> I don't think I could say if we did or not. But okay, no you way. cannot. You can either confirm nor deny. I, okay, that, that's fair. Seeing it uh, in, in this and um, yeah, uh, being so used to modern animation and, and modern stories and and like even cartoons now tend to have maybe like longer story arcs, like like you mentioned, like maybe two or three episodes. Um, but in these old shows, uh, they just pack so much plot into 22 minutes. Yeah. It, it, and, and sometimes they're just going at breakneck speed. And we have to like, <laughs> wait, wait, what's going on? I usually watch an episode a few times before recording just to be like, OK, this is what they're trying to do. This was their plan. This is man. And then sometimes like in the third act, they just introduce a dragon. It's incredible. <laughs> it, there's been multiple times where, where they've just thrown in a dragon. But but Megatron's back on the video phone, and he I, he calls Optimus to tell him that he's got his girl. <laughs> he's, hey, Optimus, the, I have the, your girlfriend. The Decepticons have have captured Alita One, and he um he Optimus is distraught. He's 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 shaking his fist, and um, Megatron issues the ultimatum to to uh, just have Optimus surrender, just like completely end end the show, <laughs> or uh, or Alita One will be destroyed. I can just imagine Bumblebee in the background, like. Huh? <laughs> hey, wait a second. Who's Alita? <laughs> yeah, and Op- Optimus slams his fist. He pulls up the location of the space bridge, and he's going by himself. And as he's driving, we get a flashback. And and this this is also pays to get a few viewings. So it looks like that Optimus is boarding the Ark, and the Ark is the ship that they took off. Um, they kind of led the exile from Cybertron. And that's the the ship that crash lands into the mountain, and that's that's the headquarters for the rest of the show. Oh, this was a flashback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I yeah, was so he's... confused. Like, Alita One is supposed to be captured. Optimus is supposed to be driving. What the heck is going on? And what no even transition? is like it, what? It does a slight <gasps> ripple into the flashback. They need to do a transition that's a clock or a stopwatch <laughs> going. Yeah, just a ticking confused. sound as it goes back. And until the end, when it fades back to. Optimus driving it's like oh okay this is a flashback it's a little confusing and, it, and even with the backgrounds like it 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 takes a while to realize that the female Autobots were trying to get on the arc like they were trying to escape with them but Optimus was kind of holding them back and saying it's too dangerous <laughs> but as he said it's too dangerous the Decepticons fire a bunch of missiles and like blow them up <laughs> it's safer in the arc I, uh, is it? <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> I mean, all all of them survive, right? I think Optimus feels guilt that uh, he he may have made the wrong decision, and uh, Alita was either uh, damaged or did not get to come with them on the Ark and um, be a little more safe on Earth, I guess. When he says, "I will return to you as soon as I can," yeah, you waited like I don't four know, million years, a couple million years. <laughs> Oh, that's true Full too. Used to be Alita exact. was just like waiting for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, Transformers live a long time, but yeah, like by the time they crashed, that was that was a four million year span. So they Alita's been on Cybertron fighting the war for that long, oh. four million years, and he was asleep. Optimus is going to uh, save Alita, and then we go back to the Ark, and and we see. <laughs> Another episode where all the red guys are together. Got uh, jumpers in the back. <laughs> yeah. This, I'll sit this one out, guys. For this one, we have uh, Ironhide, Inferno, and Power Glide. Yay, Inferno. And they're like, wait, Optimus is going where? Oh, boy, we, we better go. <laughs> that's, like, so, that's like another planet. Oh, uh, yeah, let's follow him. Optimus goes into the space bridge, expecting guards, but there's no guards. <laughs> And huh. then uh, he he gets sent off to um, the Cybertron, and I, I love <laughs> I, I love the effect of the space bridge because and and this is how it it is always portrayed, where it's like this 
kind of cloud forms and they're like propelled into the sky. It's <laughs> not just like a normal. beam, like a teleport beam. Like but they just really get funny. sucked up into uh, like a, a square. Just watching this sh- the the shot of Optimus flying up in the sky. It's great. He arrives in Shockwave's lab and is instantly he he's also caught in a cube. Alita does a, like a cool kick move and tries to escape, but she yeah, gets she, like, she gets blasted. She like kicks. Wait, who did she kick? Uh, Starscream. And yeah, that was above the head, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, sidekick, but still pretty she, high. She was spending all these years training. <laughs> like I just want to kick him. <laughs> So it's not looking good for Optimus and Alita, and we go back to the uh, the destroyed base where the the other female Autobots are uh, are seemingly trapped, just chilling. But uh, but then th- but then they set up uh, some of the Energon cubes and blast it, and that creates uh, their way out. Wasn't this needed for their survival? <laughs> oh well, I, there's, I mean... there's another stack. Yeah. I love how Moonrace is just like, oh yeah, wait, no, Firestar is just like, oh yeah, I put them over here. <gasps> Are you kidding me? We could have used this like an hour, hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> Give them. I love how they cheer. They're like, yeah, way to go. Let's, let's, let's get going. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Uh, and then the Red Boys back on Earth, they, they find the space bridge and then they get launched. So we, we have a lot of, um, a lot of the Earth Transformers uh, coming to Cybertron which is kind of a rare occurrence. And then we go to Optimus. He's <laughs> dangling above uh, green bubbles. I know. I like how it's just like the, the generic cartoon <laughs> vat of green acid. Green bubbles is in the layer for the acid and pool are gone. Oh, does the, the it's acid completely disappear gone. sometimes? It's no, completely the a- gone. no, the acid is completely gone. The first shot you see it, it's just green bubbles. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot in this show. Like the the water vanishes, but like the top layer, like the the waves yeah. or the, the bubbles, <laughs> the, the, the elements are the are still there. The same writer, uh, the same writer has two episodes that have liquid missing. Well, it wasn't their fault. Yeah, the yeah it wasn't their fault. But and the second shot is like it's completely still. There's no animation. There's just oh, when when Optimus is hanging. Yeah, just one frame of the like effects. But yeah, <laughs> so you can see the bubbles, the like the plate for the bubbles and the um, the smoke, but none of it's animated. Mm-hmm. None of the characters are animated too. And then you're also mm-hmm. missing the uh, the uh, the tub of acid. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's what I was pointing out. Mm-hmm. It was uh, very odd when I saw that. <laughs> I guess I just ran out of time. They're just like. One shot that we just can't finish. Yeah. It can't be one of the still shots where everyone's just standing still. Let's be an important shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You could have added a green circle and things would be a bit better. But yes. then it pays off with the last shot going to commercial two where Optimus is falling and it's a really cool angle and it has that camera shake. Like it looks like he's falling at like 300 miles an hour. Oh, Rumble has the, the dark saber. Well, he, <laughs> that does? he cuts the chains with the dark yeah. star saber. This isn't Star Wars. <laughs> this isn't uh, Transformers Prime either. Yeah, yeah, oh look my at gosh, it, it is. Yeah. Where the heck did he get that? Yeah, look at that. Ooh, that's really cool. We go to commercial two. Optimus is falling to his death. Oh, no. We we get uh, what what's our commercial bumpers? We have Shockwave. Shockwave. We come back and it is Astro Train. We come back from the commercial to something going on. I so, was so really like, confused. as a viewer, it's like, what is this? Whoa, but- dude, what were those gummy bears? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is Alita One's special power, which is kind of this weird primal scream that freezes time. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. Is that that's what the power is? Right? Is like time controlling time or pausing yes. time? Yes, yes. it turns everyone green. Yeah, it <laughs> seems right. It seems yeah. to have this kind of green halo every, over everybody. There's a uh like an optical light effect and there's a lot of um kind of spheres, colored spheres that kinda, are just floating across the screen. I think the effect on Prime was reversed cuz it turned from normal to green and then he just snapped back. So I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. it was meaning to Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, Pretty he, sure they were meant to reverse that and make it so that he was coming out of this 
time stop. Yeah, he's normal color, and then Alita one touches him, and then he turns green, and then in a, like a single frame, he pops back to his normal color. Told you, it shrinks a little bit. And then she falls over. <laughs> Uh-oh. Right. Well, Alpha Tryon said that you, if you use that, you know, it may cost you all your energy. Uh, but her special power um, allows them to... Ass- we, we get back to normal time, and the Decepticons are so happy. Like, Starscream's rubbing his hands together. Oh it's like, gosh, we did dead. it. And it was all my fault. Yeah, the Autobots come in, and he points to it. And it's just this... Um, I don't know why he would think this is Optimus because it's a, like a hunk of purple metal. <laughs> Could have been melted. It looks like Shockwave fell in. <laughs> yeah. You see, he turned into a Decepticon before he died. Yeah. <laughs> he just lost a member, but I hate him already. And I was confused there. It just like cut back to something in the acid. I'm like, did I miss a like a sequence of seeing it transition back? But it just cuts to okay, where our time is. Time is reset or uh, time has begun again. And yeah. Uh, but then the big battle starts. Uh, power glides flipping around. Like um, Yoda. Yeah, yeah kind of. He does. He does. But I like how Ironhide was just like, Optimus is dead? Okay, you know what to do, boys. Yeah, <laughs> just right. Just start right. shooting. Peter Cullen again. Oh, yeah. He does the voice of Optimus and Ironhide. I got him to do it at TFCon. Yes. There's another shot with the acid missing in. What you guys mentioned yeah, before. Yeah, I, I just uh, noticed that. <laughs> where they have the animated, uh, like, l- layer cell is there, but... That seems to be a, a, a reoccurring theme. I, I don't, like, why would the liquid layer go missing? I don't know how it would work back then. I mean, I, I think this is all uh, animation cells that are shot, uh, like, over top mm-hmm. of background plates and stuff, right? So... Yes. Uh, yeah, because the well, especially in the episode Child's Play, not to rag on an episode, but um, there are so many layering errors, especially mm-hmm. near the end of the episode, where just things are not lined up properly. It looks like they were just rushing to get that episode out, but yeah, yeah, and you can't of, fix it. You can't like yeah, open the file. It's not like that, right? It's like we 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 got pictures of these already. We can't. <laughs> Go back yep. and you know shoot shoot it again. It's due today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, all right, we gotta live with it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Starscream is just like, oh, the girls have come to save their boyfriends, and then Mia spits out coffee. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> boyfriends? Yeah. But Elsa has no. this. Elsa has this shipping dynamic with uh, Inferno and Red Alert. Oh, from a previous no. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're. Work partners. Obviously. Well, I, I, I like it that it establishes that they've the Autobots, the the male and the female ones, have known each other for a very long time. You know, it's kind of like meet, meeting coworkers or, or like you know hey. um, meeting again on the battlefield. So that's it. Kind of adds some history to this episode. Yeah, and then Moon- especially since they were established to exist before this. Yeah, and then Moonracer takes this no look shot. And kind of shoots down a, a tower that falls right on uh, Ramjet. Oh, hey, Power Glide. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And she was boasting oh, about how good she was, right? And just like. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she said it. She called it. Chromia and Ironhide have uh, Starscream on a ledge. And like the coward he is, as they say, he flies away. Now we get back to Optimus and Alita One. They they go to uh, Alpha Trion's base and just they comes out of nowhere. Yeah, Hello. Yeah, he has this it's a green pillar that comes up and <laughs> they meet face to face. Very long facial hair and a cape. Um, he he takes them down into his base uh, with the most obvious Star Trek door sound effects. <laughs> That's another thing, Carlo. Like throughout this show. Um, they use so many Star Trek and Star Wars sound effects. Like, yeah. jets sound like TIE Fighters and X-Wings and the Millennium Falcon. Like, lasers. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how they how they got away with that. <laughs> like, if there's a, some sound library in the 80s, or, or they just, I, I don't know. It's but, technically public domain. But what? it's from I Star know. Wars. I don't know. How, how did uh, Muppet Babies get away with anything? Oh, well, that's why it can never be shown uh, that's on why Disney+. That's don't play it anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is Star Wars. Optimus lays down Alita on the table, 
And it's really, just kind of walks away. Well, well, because Alpha Trion's like, I'll see, I'll see what I can do. And then a second later, he's like, I've done all I can. <laughs> After, <laughs> she's dead. After Prime walks away with his hands behind his back and leans against the wall. It, yeah, he it, does. It it's, seems like it seems very realistic. Just the walking away and then. Oh, boy. it's a good little bit of acting. <laughs> Definitely confused me of like that that time jump. I think we needed mm-hmm. a sequence break in there. Just a little, you know, get the logo flip and give us a bit of a time. Yeah. Uh, you went, time break. You went to the past too quick and now you're going to the future too quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how this, uh, the Alpha Trans design, he's, he's got a space on his chest for his beard. Like <laughs> yes. <this>, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. carved out for it to... To sit in. <laughs> you mm-hmm. see, when I was designed, they knew that I was going to grow a beard. So <laughs> they kind of like took out a piece of my chest <laughs> and like it just happened that it fit perfectly. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I can't move my head anymore. <laughs> oh, it's stuck. <laughs> so he he tells uh, Optimus Prime that only he can interface with Alita. And and Optimus is confused. He says, only my creator would know that. And he's like, hmm. And then it kind of zooms in on Optimus. <laughs> and, and this is the first time that we've kind of had a little of this tidbit. Uh, and just going on how we've been watching this sequentially, like we, we don't exactly know what this is. I think we'll find out in season three, perhaps. Um, we find out in season two. Oh. If if I may explain. No, 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 no we're not there no, yet. No. Oh, okay. I see that it, the episode is coming up, but we're not there yet. I'm, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, oh, you don't want to know, but surely our guest does. <laughs> Say no. I mean, I think I got the hint of what they're suggesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I can never have any fun on this show. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Now, the- And how long is that? It's only a few episodes for now. Now, mm-hmm. the, back to the yeah, show. Sure. This is a really cool thing with um, Shockwave. When he transforms, he's a floating gun, which is Aww. sort of like how he is in the Marvel comics. Yeah, he floats in the Mar- in the comics. Yeah. So that kind of drives off the Decepticons. You know, Shockwave gets shot down and he retreats. It kind of starts wrapping up where uh, um, Alpha Trion, again, another time jump where he rebuilds the underground base very quickly. <laughs> well, it's done. Oh, thank you. And the female Autobots are just kind of, you know, schmoozing with the 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 other Autobots and like, you thank know, you we'll, we'll meet together friends. soon and <laughs> thanks for the reunion, but you know, we we still have a the battle on Earth and the battle on Cybertron. And they, they oh, they 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 hug and it's um, it's just friendship and Greenlight and Lance are just sitting off in the corner. <laughs> Like, where's our friends? Yeah. We don't have any. Aww. Uh, Optimus and Alita One kind of have a, a, you know, until we meet again. Uh, they class pans oh so briefly. <laughs> Alpha Trine's like a father to me, more than you know. Right, yeah. yeah it, right. Even though that they're in love, one of them thinks that it's a father to them, and... Interesting dynamic, it, which it, maybe we'll in- see. It's implied that they were both created by Alpha Trion, so... Which makes it kind of weird. And uh, so then the Autobots are on their way back to Earth. And then it ends with a a very long pullout of Cybertron. It even goes to another another painting (laughs) with a very victorious music. And uh, that's it. That's the end of the search for Alpha Trion. So uh, Carlisle, as as our guest, uh, we usually rate these episodes one out of ten Energon Cubes. And uh, as our guest, you get to go first. So uh, uh, one out of ten, what did you think of the search for Alpha Trion? Uh, I don't know if I'm uh, being too easy here, but I give it a ten. That was a great oh, episode. All right. I, don't know, I feel like wow. every, you know, uh, it, it was quintessential transformers like it had all the beauty of the retro all the fun little you know errors and things like that uh <laughs> and, you know, i'm also going to be um uh, rating that we got commercial breaks and and all that stuff so i don't mm-hmm. know i thought this this was a great episode and we got some some pretty serious um you know uh 
things to story suggestions of Optimus's uh, origin and things mm-hmm. like that. Introducing uh, you know fairly iconic characters, um, right, and all that. So yeah, I don't know. I feel I don't know if my my rating is a little too too generous, but. Oh, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. Maybe you just had experience with Alita from Earthspark. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'm, just, I'm just trying to, well, they were seeing the trailers, but I'm just right. trying to, yeah. I'm just trying to pry as much information out of you as possible. Yeah, that, uh, Maybe. I can talk about characters that are uh, announced that yeah, are in the trailer. Someone turns into like a classic car, is that? That's RC. Okay, yes, oh yes, yeah, I see. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, it, it, tell us what you thought of uh, Search for Alpha Trine. Nine out of ten. It was an amazing episode. I'm not giving it a ten out of ten since, you know, we've been watching these, so it doesn't have that retro charm because <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't born. <laughs> I like it. All right. Also, what did you think? Nine out of ten. <laughs> I love it. I love all the female Autobots and the new characters. Moon Racer. Moon Racer, Moon yeah. Racer. And Chromia. Yeah. I, I will also go 9 out of 10. Uh, you don't get a lot of episodes that establish lore like they did with this. Um, staying on Cybertron a lot, uh, flashing back, introducing the characters, and, and also like foreshadowing. They almost have never done that with the stuff with Alita and Optimus and Alpha Trion. Like they almost never give a wink of what's to come. Mm. So, so that was kind of a a cool a cool aspect of this episode that uh, we hope will pay off in a few episodes <laughs> as, as we keep watching. But yeah, no, it was it was very solid. And yeah, the female Autobots, just just their designs alone, I think, are really cool, re- really creative in. Making them look feminine, but not overtly. Uh, oh, thank goodness. Uh, okay, so uh, that's about it, Carlisle. Um, thank you for joining us. And uh, do, do you have anything uh, beside Earth, Earth Spark? Do you wish to uh, anything you recommend we watch or listen to? Or the uh, I didn't work on it, but uh, Dragon Prince is a new season that just came out. I just started watching that. That's mm-hmm. fun to. You know, having worked on the first three seasons and, and now getting to watch it as a fan and just to experience the story and, you know, all, all the work people have done and just to enjoy it uh, all at once. You know, having, you know, when you work on a show, you get so used to things. You get so, mm. um, you know, like e- even even when Earthspark is, uh, is getting released and, and new info is coming out and people are all you know, getting so excited about it and things that I'm like, ah, oh, I, uh, I'm used to RC, uh, being that, that, uh, you know, the, the alt, and like, that's normal to me. Uh, so it's yeah. fun to see people react to that. Uh, and me having not, not been, uh, not having a huge knowledge of transformers coming onto it and, uh, and seeing what, what people respond to of like that, like, Oh, that was a big deal that they changed that. Uh, and people were really stoked about it. Mm-hmm. So that was super fun to see that side of things. Um, that's definitely been a fun experience on Transformers is getting to uh, learn more about the lore, uh, learn more about characters that show up and like, oh, well, this there's is a lot good. of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's characters that I I wouldn't have assumed is a character that's that's from, you know, the, the original uh, them showing up and be like, oh, uh, that's one, too. Cool. Uh, characters I had never heard of uh, before, and so that was really fun just to learn more and, and you know get to discover kind of like how deep the lore goes and characters and uh, and yeah, seeing the, there's there's a fan for every character is really fun. I do a, a bit of a watch party with my uh, my team, my animation team. So oh, that's cool. We, we get to sit and watch it all finished, you know, final sound and everything. I haven't seen. Well, the, the, I was going to ask, is this the first time you seeing it in its com- like completion? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. How cool. Yeah, so that's really fun. Just like, yeah, all the Foley and stuff, the sound that gets added. I always remember on Turtles, that was such like, it just like, it's the glue. It just kind of like, you know, we're used to the animatic and we get we get the, uh, the dialogue and you, know, you get some effects and some music, but 
but you don't really hear it final. Uh, and so when you get all the huh. all the little sounds of you know characters walking and you know their parts moving and just all those little details that just like complete it is so it's so, yeah. it's so fun to see that and and you know the um, kind of final touches that Nickelodeon does and stuff. So and it's it's been a while since I've seen those episodes too. Well, uh, Kyla, thank you so much for joining us on, on this show. Uh, this was this was a great in-depth discussion. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we hope uh, everyone uh, enjoyed listening to it and uh, that you'll join us next week on an all-new One More Prime. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.